Hello, this is Aaron Saft on the MR Running Pains podcast. With 30 years of running experience and 20 years of coaching, I thought it time to share with you things I've learned and people I've met so that you can try things for yourself and see if they help your running. Thanks for joining me. Wrote this song while crew and Aaron on a 100-mile foot race through the trails in the rain and mud. How about that? to the show today my wife hello <laughs> it took a lot to get her on here she hates podcasts <laughs> <laughs> this is true <laughs> <laughs> and it uh she's doing it for no other reason than uh because of me so i want to thank her immensely for being on here um my wife is um in her professional life, she is a family physician, um, an osteopathic doctor. Uh, but today on the show, uh, she is a runner and a mother, and that's what we're going to talk about: being a mother runner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds wrong somehow. <laughs> uh, and multiple levels. All right. Um, so, um, my wife has been married to me for. 18 years, 
and we've been together for almost 23. It'll be 23 years this month. This is true. Uh, so uh, amazing feat in and of itself, aside from all the running she's done. <laughs> um, but when did you start running? I started running in sixth grade. In sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Wanted to sooner, but my dad wouldn't let me until sixth grade. Okay. And w- now, um, was there uh, organized running in sixth grade? Yeah. There was organized running. And mm-hmm. so dad didn't let you because there was no organized running or just because he felt that you were too young? He didn't want me out on the roads. He didn't want you out on the roads. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about, like, well, was trail running even a thing? To, no. No, not really. Uh, was College Woods there? Yeah, but that wasn't anywhere near my house okay. at the time. So um, just to give everybody the little background, why don't you tell everybody where you grew up? So I grew up in New Hampshire, right by the University of New Hampshire. Um, we did have trails all over uh, the area, but didn't know they existed because my parents weren't trail runners. Right. So uh, um, My dad ran track just to stay in shape for baseball, so he'd do his two-mile runs pretty regularly from the house just to stay in shape. And I always wanted to go with him, and he'd say no. <laughs> there's too many cars and there might be like one car that comes down that road a month <laughs> <laughs> that was too many <laughs> so currently we are sitting in uh beth's family's uh lake house um and uh enjoying our vacation um it's uh august 12th i believe um wednesday august 12th so this uh podcast will come out uh tomorrow august 13th um it's uh it's been beautiful up here um We've uh, we got to share a run together today for the first time in um, probably over a month. Yeah, it's nice when you're out of shape and I can keep up. <laughs> <laughs> we really had a, a beautiful it's not true. run. Um, he slows uh, down for me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> we had a great run today, and I, I felt good. Uh, that's you know, ever, like last week's podcast, I was saying how I I still wasn't there, but um, I went running with our son up here uh, on the trails. Uh, we are just north of where Beth grew up, um, kind of near Winnipesaukee, that that area of New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And uh, Keegan and I went running um, on the trails together, and he kicked my tail. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, but it's great to be running again and to to feel healthy. I'm still doing my PT, but um, back to what you were saying. Um, your dad went out running. Uh, was that what kind of, you know, you and I both, we came from um, households where our parents were probably high school athletes. Your your father played mm-hmm. college baseball mm-hmm. um, and has always been active, but never really was a runner. Your mom got into running late in life? Uh, my mom got into running when I started running in college. In college. Yeah, she was okay. a swimmer her whole okay. life. So, I mean, neither of us really had that, like, runner, per se, in the household. You, Yeah, you saw your dad go out for some fitness runs. Is that right. what really got you interested in it, or was there something else? Um, I can't remember ever not loving running. So, <laughs> since the moment I was on a soccer field and figured out I could run, I've always wanted to run. Gotcha. And what was that picture like to you? What did you envision running being when you were young? Uh, beating people. <laughs> and, and <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> it was really we're, fun. We're not competitive in our household at all. It was really fun catching the fastest kid in school. <laughs> <laughs> so you envision it as competition. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, Beth grew up in New England, which obviously that, you know, first question goes to like, was the Boston Marathon ever in the picture at that young age? Did you ever see the Boston Marathon or know what the Boston Marathon was? Was that ever in the picture that... 
Everyone knew about and watched the Boston Marathon because it was Patriots Day and we had the day off from school. Gotcha. Yeah. Was that like something that you're like you envisioned as part of your running career? Was someday running Boston? Um, it was never a top on my mind. I like the faster stuff. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Were but you... it was something I always wanted to see in person. Okay. So um, you said you, you began running uh, in sixth grade. Um, mm-hmm. And was cross, that cross country? Yeah, cross country. Yeah, cross country. Okay. In Keds. Excuse me. Um, in Keds. <laughs> <laughs> the the professional choice of running shoes in sixth Not grade. Not recommended. <laughs> How many blisters did you have? Um, I think it took about three weeks for my parents to buy me some running shoes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really good. And what was your first pair of running shoes? Do you remember? They were some really ugly gray old Sauconies. <laughs> like the classics? Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, that's awesome. They were. Until we realized there was a uh, Nike outlet okay. in town. Yeah. And now, um, when you started in sixth grade, um, how big was your team? Um, that's a good question. Um, I mean, we had a full team. So 10 or 12 girls and boys, probably. Yeah, Combined. about 30 kids. Yeah. About, okay, so yeah. about 30 kids. Were any of those kids, did they start any earlier, or were they all newbies to running at, at sixth grade? The only one that was a runner was the coach. Okay. Um, he was this little redheaded guy that would run to work every day and <laughs> run home from work every day. He's my social studies teacher. He was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, right on. Um, so um, would you say that uh, he was a, a – you know, obviously he was a positive influence, but would you say he was a big influencer in you wanting to continue running, or do you think you just had that motivation on your own? I was going to run no matter what, but he was awesome to have around. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, right on. Um, and so, um, what would you say? Because obviously, our kids, um, they've they've been around running um, their mm-hmm. entire lives, you know, like you and I, we, have continued to run. Um, Beth still runs obviously to this day. Um, I still obviously run. Um, so, you know, when, when Keegan, he could <laughs> start running, I remember watching him, um, run out my back door at our old townhouse in his, uh, diapers with a hydration <laughs> pack on. Um, <laughs> we caught him <laughs> and he's still alive. Uh, so oh, please don't report us, but only we had that on video. I know. Um, so, I mean, like obviously <laughs> Keegan's been engaged since a very early age and has had a, a, a fascination or a, um, obsession, shall we say with hydration packs ever since. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, um, like w- now with our kids, um, you know, we tried our best to to keep them uh, away from running and and not be, um, you know, uh, wanting to uh, race all the time and train all the time as as best as we could. Um, but what yeah. age do you think it is appropriate for for kids to to start running? Um, I think kids should start running as a game and not as a run mm-hmm. for as long as they can possibly stand it. Right. Um. So capture the flag, soccer, whatever, that's not just going for a run. Um, Keeping it fun, keeping them in shape. Um, And then in middle school for me, we ran probably three miles three days a week. Um, And that was plenty, I felt like. Mm -hmm. Um, And for myself, um, I started eighth grade. 
um, you know, after soccer didn't pan out as I, I had wanted to, um, you know, somebody had mentioned to us, well, you're, you know, you're a, you're a good runner. Why don't you go out for cross country? And I had no idea what cross country was. I didn't, I didn't know what, yeah. you know, I, I didn't know people ran for fun. <laughs> um, so, um, I came from a, a totally different path. It wasn't like I had envisioned running. Uh, I just got into it and, you know, fell in love with it. But, you know, I, it was something that was like, you know, somebody had pointed me towards. Um, but, um, you know, Keegan, um, he was about three or four uh, when we did that first um, mile, remember that YMCA one mile fun run that we did in uh, downtown Asheville? Um, I have a picture oh, of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's in Pack Square. Yeah, yeah. Pack Square, right. Um, he was about four when, when he did that, but like we did not, we didn't prep for it. There, you know, there, it was, I, I ran with him, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so it, it wasn't, this wasn't something that we, you know, we, we had, showed up and it was going on and they let us get a number. Right, yeah, right. It wasn't pre planned. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, like stuff like that can engage the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it wasn't um, it wasn't until he was about nine where he finally like really had the bug is when we went up to the Canadian death race. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what really turned Keegan on to running um, was uh, was, you know, he was pretty excited about becoming an international runner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's a little 5K for the kids after. After right. the big race. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we did. Uh, so I ran the Canadian death race, uh, the 125K. First time that the kids had crewed. And did awesome. Got second. <laughs> um, and um, and then the following day, they had uh, a kids race, which you were allowed to participate in. Right. Um, yeah. Only if I was with the child. Right. I was totally doing it because I wanted to do the 5K <laughs> in, in Canada as well. But yeah. Yes. And it was a challenging course. It was a very hard course, and it was the first time I realized I'd have to start training to stay in shape with my son. <laughs> Fortunately, he turned the wrong way three times during the race, and I was able to catch up. Because <laughs> I think I had just come off an injury and hadn't run at all in a month or two. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, – and I think the combination, which was being involved in my race, being a crew mm-hmm. member, uh, as well as being able to race himself and be a part of that race atmosphere i think that's what really turned keegan on to it um Ambrin, on the other hand um keegan's now 13 and we'll talk a little bit more about and you know you've heard from keegan on, on past episodes but um Ambrin's our nine-year-old and um Ambrin's kind of um, come from it from a different direction um we started Ambrin with healthy kids um the healthy kids running series uh, was something that myself and and the uh, running to eight foundation put on and um Ambrin started in kindergarten um, no, it was even before that. She was, uh, did she start when she was four? I think she did. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was like, dash. yeah, it was like a 50 yard dash mm-hmm. or 75 yard dash or something. I think it was the 50 yard dash. I allowed for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. So, but then, um, Amberin started, um, coming to the $5, 5Ks and, and wanting to, to do the $5, 5Ks. Um, but we wouldn't allow her to do the, the $5, 5K. We would let her do half of it because the, the, the course was such that you would do an out and back, which would be uh, obviously about a mile and a half. And um, so Amberin would, would stop at about a mile and a half, and Beth would go out and run the other mile and a half by herself. Um, but then as she got older, um, I would say probably around like age uh, seven or eight, was uh, probably eight was her first 5K. Um, she did five the full five k when she was six and seven on a couple occasions. Did she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
When but she it, refused to stop. <laughs> I'm not stopping. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, it, it's and you don't want to discourage a child, um, you know, from from trying something and then you know accomplishing it. If this, you know, but um, at the same time, again, just like with Keegan, we didn't, you know, we didn't have her go out and and run. Um, you know, right. she would just do the you know the five dollar five k, and we and we worked on. Pacing. If she felt like it, right? Yeah. Yep. And um, she she goes out and rides her bike more. Um, you know, if if we go for a run, um, that's like that's how she uh, she engages more often is is riding her bike with us. Um, every once in a while, she'll she'll run with us, or you know, we'll do like a little one mile run or something like that. But mm-hmm. even at at nine, we don't try to you know push her into it. Um, she can do run club this year at school. She's going into fourth grade. Um, which um, she's excited about because um, uh, she saw her big brother do it and she wanted to, to be a part of that. Um, so that'll be interesting to see um, how she yeah, how she engages. Yeah, that all happens. Yeah, well, obviously. This spring. Yep, yeah. So, um, so you know, with, with us, um, you know, we, we try to engage the kids with, um, uh, with the trails, uh, you know, and, and, and getting them to like the outdoors and, and, and hiking and stuff and, you know, Amber's hit or miss, <laughs> depending on the hike. She likes seeing uh, views, and she likes playing in the water and going to waterfalls. But getting there can be can be a task um, from time to time. <laughs> um, but um, so um, let's see. Um, let's go back to um, to to your your middle school. Now um, you said in uh, in sixth grade you basically did. Um, three miles, two or three times a week. Yeah, we had practice three days a week, and the, or a meet. Yeah, so if we had a meet, we had only two practices during the week. Was that all through middle school? Mm-hmm. Even as eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, yep. Even through eighth grade, I don't think I ever ran more than maybe five miles a couple times in eighth grade. Did you guys do any workouts? Um, yeah, we would do different. Fart, um, our middle school and high school didn't have a track, so um, we would do different fartleks on the um, soccer field. We would sometimes run to the university track, which was just over a mile away. Mm. So then we'd do a little one-mile workout and come back. Um, and that was the extent of it through middle school. Yeah. 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 So a lot of times um, when we talk about youth, um, we try to put a kind of a, a weekly mileage cap, if you will. Uh, and like I, I always said, the good, a good rule of thumb is that uh, um, you do um, one mile per year of age um, or grade. In your case, uh, you were doing about six miles a week um, in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and then, uh, uh, you know, Keegan's gotten a bit older here. Um, he's, he's going into eighth grade. Um, you know, I mean, we were probably looking at somewhere between like when he's in training, probably 15 to 20 miles a week. Um, and, uh, and trying to, <laughs> trying to keep it. <laughs> I think, um, it didn't go perfect for Keegan, right? So right. in sixth grade, he did awesome. He showed up and was faster than everybody, but one kid who was an eighth grader and had been training for a long time. Mm-hmm. So they just put him in training with him and Keegan, I tried to keep from running too much, so he probably had run four miles twice in his life, and then he was fast and could do it, so he was running eight miles at practice that first week of cross country. Right. And then come seventh grade, he got injured. Yeah, right. Well, that wasn't seventh grade cross country. Seventh grade cross country. He was injured. Well, at the end. 
at the end. He had a really long season. Um, you know, we tried to um, uh, prolong the season with uh, foot lockers. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think he just was, was training for, for too long. Um, so, yeah, you have to – we do have to be careful. Um, you know, even though they, they want to um, do various things, sometimes it's it may not be in their best interest, and we have to remember that yeah, as well. just because they can do it doesn't mean they should be before they're ready. Right. Um, so, yeah, the main concern with, my, with our kids is um, – that there's potentially really big shoes to fill. And yes, we are very competitive <laughs> and, and they're going to be competitive too. So Keegan will go out for a four mile run and be like, oh, dad did 40. I'll go do 10. <laughs> and, and he would, if we would let him. So right. we got to rein that back for a while. But we also do let him do like some, some bigger adventures, you know, like when I was training for UTMB, he did that um, Mount Mitchell run with me. Um, which was supposed to be shorter, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I goofed somehow and, and took us the wrong direction and uh, and added on uh, about two and a half miles and another fifteen hundred feet of gain. But and rock, um, rock climbing with <laughs> with ropes and everything. Yes, so and those of you that, that know Big Tom that goes up uh, to the uh, Crest Trail, uh, we ended up going up Big Tom, and so going up uh, Big Tom with my my twelve year old um, that was uh, that was exciting and. Uh, he thought it was amazing. He thought it was the coolest thing ever because uh, we had been wanting to run from the Black Mountain campground up to Mount Mitchell um, for a long time. And so, uh, you know, we, we decided that um, that last year, uh, you know, it was, it was time. I was in the midst of a long run, and he finished it up with me, and uh, it was really cool. So, um, you know, we, we get to do some cool things together, um, which is great to share that. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, and and you know, and get them engaged in that way. Um, you know, he thought, and we've t- talked about it in the past. He thought UTMB was probably the the coolest thing to him because he saw so many yeah. of his heroes yeah. and people that he watches on YouTube. Um, so, you know, engaging your kids in, in that way, uh, you know, letting them be a part of the, of your process is a really cool thing to do. Whether that's uh, including them in, uh, you know, Beth goes running with with Keegan, um, or she'll you mm-hmm. know run while Amber and bikes, um, allowing them to. Come out and be on the trails with you um you know keegan may um i may do mileage beforehand and then finish out my long run with uh with with keegan and beth uh so uh, you know getting them engaged in that way uh and letting them be a part of your training uh and and however you can involve them in your racing um you know it's, it's totally incredible um you know keegan got to see me race uh, the boston marathon i don't know if he really remembers much of it uh he was what four i think we said he was like four right three was he three? Yeah, he's yeah. still three. So, yeah, I don't know if he really remembers much of it, but he was there for for the my my last running of the Boston Marathon. But um, so yeah, we try to you know we try to make it interesting for them and and fun at the same time, um, you know. And um, I think um, you know Keegan obviously likes cross country a lot more um, because it's similar to, to trail running um, and mm-hmm. being out in the woods. Yeah, um, same as us. You know, we're the same way. Um, so. Um, after um, middle school, and you went on to a very successful um, high school cross-country team. Um, I had an amazing high school cross-country coach. Um, she was a triathlete, um, nationally rated in her own right. Um, she was 40, so she was going into the master's division. But she was um fantastic, soft-spoken motivator, just really awesome to be with. Um, and she was really conscientious of not overdoing it with, um, runners. So like you said, there's kind of a weekly mileage max per grade. And so as a freshman, our weekly mileage max was still 20. 
Um, and by senior year, I was up to 40 for nice. like two or three weeks, maybe preseason. Um, and and then- that was standard for everybody, no matter how fast or good you were or how slow you were. <laughs> were the boys any different or is it? Um, the boys were coached by a different coach, but he definitely um, paid attention to what she was doing. Yeah. Right. They did run a little bit more, but not much. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then Beth chose uh, to come to NC State. Um, that's where, obviously, we met and we're teammates. Um, you've, uh, you had uh, um, some, obviously, some trials and, and surgeries and some, some injuries. Um, it, was that? Well, I had, I broke my foot senior year of high school, which just running down a really steep hill on vacation, I think is what caused the stress fracture. And then, um, fortunately was able to run through it through indoor season and then had to bail outdoor cross outdoor track my senior year. Um, and then that nagged me all through freshman year of college and half a sophomore year till finally had surgery. Had surgery three weeks later. I think I was running indoor ACC <laughs> championships, um, which was awesome. Um, and then didn't get injured again until sixth year of college when I pulled an Achilles with some bad orthotics. So Beth had a, a medical hardship due to um, the, the know, first two years. Right, due to the yeah. first two years, they allowed her to have a medical hardship. Mm-hmm. Um, and have a so, sixth year. Yep, uh, which was um, – <laughs> Yeah, they, that was the season you guys um, took. That was the second place finish at NCAs, right? Was that your fifth or sixth year? That uh, that was my fifth year. Okay, gotcha. I didn't run sixth year. Oh, that's when I pulled my Achilles. Oh, okay. Got the medical hardship year and then didn't use it. Oh. <laughs> um, Unfortunately. So, um, the, the, what we were saying is um, the uh, in the cross country national championships were at Furman. Furman University in South mm-hmm. Carolina, correct? Um, the team finished second overall mm-hmm. at NCAs, uh, which was, you know, yeah, uh, it was really cool. It was awesome to be good enough to be on that team. <laughs> Just barely, but yeah. Yes. Awesome. So, um, I, you know, I've, I'm sure I've, I've told the story to, uh, to a number of people, but um, uh, the year before, um, my team uh, had finished third um, at NCAs. And so they had to one-up us and finish second. Um, you guys did race against some pretty <laughs> stellar competition. <laughs> well, so did you all. But uh, it was fun that I got to be able to just come and watch and be a spectator. Um, I got to – Furman was obviously not far for us, so I, I came and got to watch and, and see that. So um, great. That was a great memory. Um, what would you say your what your favorite memory of running? It doesn't have to be collegiately, but uh, what's your favorite memory? Um, my favorite was probably when I finally realized just how fast I was. So that would have been seventh grade cross country. Um, there's certainly plenty of other races that were awesome, but that was the first one where instead of just jogging around with every, with my friends, I realized I could actually win something (laughs) and it was fun and felt good and like wasn't hard. So um, seventh grade, we had this really awesome course all in the woods was beautiful, had one hill, which I look back now and it really wasn't even a hill, but we called it a bad one at the time. Um, and I think I beat everybody, but one person and all these other people that I totally admired and never thought I'd be able to be as fast as was pretty exciting. That's cool. Um, would you attribute, uh, running to, uh, a lot of your, uh, personality traits, uh, your, 
you know, you're, you're very, um, strong-willed and, <laughs> um, it's, you know, as a, um, as I will say, as a, a female competitor, uh, you're, you're aggressive. Um, you know, you don't back down, uh, from a challenge. Um, it's, would you say a lot of that comes from that or do you think that comes from your upbringing? Um, I have no idea. <laughs> I can't separate the two. I don't think. Um, I don't know. Running gives me an amazing just peace and fluidity, and just makes everything else seem easier. Nice. And running feels just as easy on a good day. I haven't had those good days in a long time. But <laughs> do you think it helped build confidence? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely build confidence. Yeah. Right. Now, is that just instilled because of um, the competition and and success, or do you think it was um, the way your coaches helped portray you and, uh, you know, what was going on with with running and and in general, or how do you think that came about? Um, I think my high school coach was amazing at helping me understand how – understand how good you can be one day and how on a bad day the team still matters and kept things focused. There's certainly, as a freshman, being the fastest runner on the team made everyone else not like you. So you had to learn how to tread those waters very carefully. Um, And I think the coach did a great job of that. So, for example, she wouldn't run me in the varsity race Mm -hmm. just so the other kids wouldn't know I was faster. Um, You know, when there's freshman races, she put me in that um, to give the – juniors and seniors um a chance to win the races and not let me on until the end of the season um so I had no idea that I was running faster than my teammates (laughs) my mother did and my coach did and I had no idea until um states that I was supposed to beat them (laughs) um and so she just had an amazing way of keeping the team together and um always showing the importance of everyone else you're around yeah that's great i think it's awesome to to have that kind of role model yeah it's definitely a lesson as a freshman that you need to learn right (laughs) yep well (laughs) doesn't come naturally just having a a, another female um kind of um leader figure if you will Mm -hmm. um that's i I think vital um you know it's, it's tough you when you look into a lot of um high school programs even um, mm-hmm. when, you know, at that age, that's such an influential age. If you've got a male in that role, it, it almost feels like, you know, they're, they're not going to fulfill all the needs of, of what a female athlete needs. Um, when I coached, um, you know, yeah. high school, that was very difficult. I was the only coach, you know, and in cross country, we'll say, you know, track, we did have a female, but even my distance runners, they came to me. And, yeah, you know, yeah. There's and, definitely a difference when a, a guy tells you you can do something versus when a woman that's done it tells right. you you can do something. Or if there's yeah. other things going on with the female body at that age. Yeah, like, there is that too. I, when I tried <laughs> to explain that, that got a little bit awkward. <laughs> like, uh, so coming from me, yeah, I said, yeah, maybe this is a conversation we have with your parents. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's something that you know a female yeah. coach can can do much better. Put you know and and have that relatability. Um, so, you know, um, and that's just to say that, you know, parents out there, 
um, you know, it's 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 great to have a great coach that knows what they're doing training wise, but it's also good to have um, another uh, role model for them in their lives. Uh, not necessarily the coach, but like somebody that they can look to if they're so interested in running that they can go to and ask questions for. You know, yeah. I, like I, I have a lot of young you know young men that are that are Keegan's age that are asking me questions and asking for training and stuff like that because they relate to me. You know, and and actually, sure. there are a few females that that want to training wise, but you know, uh, so far as role models go, it'd be good to have you know that as well. And we had um, a, we had several Olympians come in, um, and by no means do they have to come to practice every day. But we had um, uh, Kathy O'Brien, who is a 1980s Olympic marathoner, and. Um, she would come on Wednesdays for our moderate long runs and um, run with us. And that was just an awesome role model because she was this little itty-bitty thing. I don't think she was five feet tall, maybe. <laughs> um, and was amazing and looked like someone that would never be broken. And then she talked about how she'd been through injuries and come back. And um, Linda Jennings, I think... Um, we had spaghetti dinners with her twice. Never did run with her, but just meeting him twice to talk to him was amazing. Mm -hmm. So if you are a male coach coaching female athletes, if you can bring a guest speaker and even just two times during the whole season is plenty mm -hmm. to really just give them that motivation they need. Yeah. No, it's, it, the more, um, the more opportunities they have to see other females who have had success and how they've had success and able to ask questions of those. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's, that's vital for any athlete. Uh, you know, like myself, you know, I, I got to talk to Frank Shorter, um, yeah. like uh, Billy Mills, you know, like, yeah. like these guys, like they're just legends. And I mean, Frank Giannino, you know, like, yeah. I mean, Frank did his Forrest own thing. Gump. We just had my podcast with him. Yeah. Frank, Forrest Gump. Um, <laughs> and, like, you know, meeting these people, you, you kind of, you get starstruck at first <laughs> because you know what they've done, but then you learn that they're real people mm -hmm. and you learn their stories and what they've gone yeah. through. And yeah. I mean, reading Frank Shorter's story after meeting him, it's, you know, you don't know they go through all of these things because they don't, you know, they don't tell you some of the bad things that they've gone through. That you know a lot of right, their successes right. and their stories, but when you see some of their, um, you know, their their trials, tribulations, and, and successes and failures, it's it's amazing when you get to touch on that too. Um, so you know, like I, that's what's great about our kids. You know, they've seen me at highs and they've seen me at some really low <laughs> lows. <laughs> like and they they understand. You know, yeah. they, they understand that not every day is going to be a success. They know for sure that if I line up, I'm going to try to make it to the finish line. But there are days where I just can't make it. And they, they understand that they understand the difference between, you know, giving up because of, you know, potential injury, or, you know, giving up because, you know, it's, it's, you know, uh, I just, you know, I didn't have the day. So yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's cool to, to kind of show them both sides of the tale and not make it always like a fairy tale that, you know, every day is going to be a good day. And every day is going to be a success. You right. Know? So, um, and you know that's kind of an important thing. I mean, one of my uh, I remember this car ride with my mom. We were we were driving one day, and I was getting ready for nationals. And uh, you know, she said, "You know, are you okay?" Because you could tell I was I was just quiet and you know not my normal wise ass self. And <laughs> she said, "You know, um, are you worried about nationals?" And I said, "Well, yeah. You know, like I mean, I'm 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 one of the top ranked, and you know, I, I placed second in indoors, and I uh, was going into outdoors and." 
you know, I was, I was, I was nervous. And she said, well, you know, just know that you know, on any given day that there's always going to be somebody better than you. It's just whether you have a better race or if you race harder. And, you know, that kind of struck me, you know, it was the first time in, that I'd ever thought <laughs> that, you know, like, wow, there actually could be somebody better than me, you know, like it, yeah. like, it wasn't a thought in my head because, you know, up to that time, I, I mean, I would had lost a few races. Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, it's, I always went after it, like I was going to win the race. Um, but I mean, you know, it snapped me into reality, you know, and that was good for college because, you know, going into college, yeah. if you think you're the big fish, <laughs> you're you know, not, yeah, no, when, when I stepped on that team, I was definitely not the biggest fish. I actually redshirted because I was very small fish. Um, but, <laughs> but, um, it's, you were yeah. 17. Uh, yes, I was. We'll blame 17. it on that. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was 17 when I went to college. Um, but, um, uh, you know, and that, that's another thing I want to touch on is um, you and I have continued to run. When we look at uh, our teammates, high school, college, a lot. I mean, I would say we have less than a handful of, you know, all of our friends that have continued to run. Uh, why do you think that is? Why do you think so many have stopped where we have kept going? Um, I think some of them are done. They burned themselves out, made it to the max or were successful enough. They don't feel they need to do it anymore. Um, in large part. Yeah. Whereas both you and I didn't really reach our peaks in college. So I wanted to keep going. And and, I mean, I just, I love running. I think that's part of it too. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, because I mean, obviously it's, uh, I'm not going to PR in the 5k anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You could, if you wanted to, (laughs) (laughs) you don't want to, (laughs) um, I still do. (laughs) And you still can. No, no. (laughs) But it's just, it's interesting to see, you know, how many of our friends, um, that is, yeah, some of them ran just because they were good. Um, and right. others run for the joy of running and I definitely run for the joy of running. I think part mm-hmm. of it too, was that without that, um, team, you know, the, the atmosphere of a team, it's just hard to do it individually, you know, like it, it's to, there, I think that was, you know, because of the socialization, you know, like, I mean, some people do better when they go to group runs, you know, that may mm-hmm. be their, like their runs of the week. They get two group runs in and then a long run on the weekend with some friends. Yeah. You know, like it, it's that social um, aspect of it. So um, I, you know, I, I'm okay with going out and running my long run by myself. You know, I love going with, with friends too, but like, um, you know, there, there are those people I think that, and I think, you know, some of our, some of our teammates could have fallen into those categories where they just felt like they're, you know, part of that, that collective and yeah, they lost it, that identity. Did it more for the social reasons. Right. Yeah. And, you know, when they, when they graduated, they didn't have that collective or that access to that collective. They would have had to gone out and, and find it. And, you know, it just kind of lost touch with it and other things happened, but, but anyhow, side note, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, you know, we, um, we kind of talked about earlier with kids, um, you know, like we, we tried to make it so that our kids started and, and just kind of enjoyed it. Maybe did some mile fun runs and stuff like that. And we talked about five K's, um, like, you know, obviously, um, you know, the kids now in, in middle school, they're racing two miles in cross country. So five K's is, is not too much. Yeah. Um, you know, Keegan has run a 10 K. He ran a trail race, 10 K. Um, yeah, so <laughs> he sure did he beat, beat everybody but one. <laughs> yes. Um, so, um, which what, doesn't mean he should be doing that. No, no. And we, he hasn't done it since, you know, so, no, he has not. No. So, but when, uh, when do you think, uh, you know, this is just kind of the discussion. When do you think 
you know kids can kind of move up to that 10k is it should they wait till high school should they wait till post high school is that more of a collegiate distance what's your opinion on that on the 10k on the 10k so on the 10k i don't know i know i've had some parents ask if they're like 12 or 13 year old child this would be girls so they're a little more developed Mm -hmm. by 13 but can do a marathon and I think that's a really bad idea mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. for for growth and development. And it also might burn them out mm. to where they don't enjoy running for the rest of their lives, um, pushing that far, even if they beg you to do it, which was the case that I was right. consulting with a, um, a couple different girls. Um, you know, they're were, they were good enough. They were running 10 miles mm-hmm. on their long runs. And um, they really wanted to do a marathon right? and really had to throw my my doctor hat in and say it's mm-hmm. medically not recommended <laughs> please right. wait well, wait wait yeah. wait till you're at least 18 yeah well um, it's, it, to it, do a marathon if you can at all help it yeah I I, I I agree there um, um short of that i don't i think it's up to the individual athlete to make those decisions I, you know, like, as long as they train up gradually and appropriately and, I, I think it takes some time for development um, you know, of the body itself, you know, maturity of, uh, yeah. of, of, uh, of the, you know, the impact of the musculoskeletal system, um, that, you know, they have to be able to sustain that. I mean, a road race, that's, that's a lot of impact, you know, especially a marathon. Um, so I, like I, I, I want, you know, kids to be very careful about, you know, that they've got plenty of time in life. I, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's what I've been saying about ultra marathons is I see a lot of these people getting into ultra marathons at such an early age. Um, well, I guess it's, it's depends on their goals as well. Like, you know, yeah. do they intend on doing anything, you know, after ultra marathon, like, you know, like, do they want to go back to marathoning? Like, I mean, it's kind of a, a reverse way to do it, but like, it's good to have that progression where, you know, you build up, you know, when yeah. I was, uh, I, when I graduated from college, you know, it's, I did one marathon and that's where running pains actually comes from. I don't know if I've ever <laughs> actually told that story. Beth was present for it. Um, <laughs> I ran the Vermont city marathon and at mile 18, I started cramping up really badly and, by uh, the early 20s, I was having you know, severe uh, seizures in my legs where they were... It was ugly. Yeah. So I have no idea how you kept going. <laughs> I finished in 2.45. No my earthly first idea how you finished that. And, uh, and qualified for Boston. I was standing um, there with your mother, freaking out that you weren't coming through when you were supposed to, and then <laughs> saw you and freaked out even more how terrible you looked. <laughs> you had a complete peg leg. <laughs> and uh, and, <laughs> and I, ran right past us and kept going and finished the thing. Faster than thousands of people. Fifteenth, <laughs> I, I, I believe. Yeah. Um, and it was it was funny because then afterwards I had to create an an email account because I didn't have my college account anymore, yeah. and that's where running pains came from. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. running pains at hotmail dot com. So you ran eight I'm miles now, on one leg. <laughs> I'm now running pains at gmail dot com, but um, <laughs> that's where running pains came from. Um, and uh, so um, the uh, the MR is another story. I'll tell that some other time, but. The, um, so, um, but I agree with you. I, you know, I, I, I think that, um, kids are, are trying to accomplish, uh, distances a little too early, but I understand the lore of it. You know, it's, it's a, a challenge that's out there, but, um, I think we need to be careful with, um, how, uh, mature is the body? Is the body mature enough to, uh, to cope with the stresses that come along with, with doing those distances and with, with the training that leads up to those distances? Yeah. yeah and the, and the distance itself. I mean, the marathon yeah. is, is, uh, it's tough for, for oh, any, yeah. 
you know, for any, yeah, yeah. even adult. Um, so just be cognizant of that. You know, your, your, your son or daughter may want to, to accomplish, uh, something at a, at an earlier age, but, you know, um, see, you know, go through the shorter distances first and see how they react to it, how they recover from it, um, how they feel afterwards, uh, you know, history of injury. Like, you know, that's, that's another big thing. You know, obviously we talked about earlier with Keegan, our, our concerns there, um, you know, with, with, uh, making him train for so long. Um, and we also, uh, we allow him to use spikes this past year and, um, I'm, I'm not sure his foot was, was strong enough to, uh, to accommodate the, the racing that he did in, in yeah. spikes. Um, so end of eighth grade when I got my first pair of spikes, I remember. So and he was, uh, you know, obviously, uh, seventh grade. So, mm-hmm. um, I think we put a little too much stress on on the foot itself without it being strong enough to do so. You know, he's always had um, a little bit of a, a weaker ankle as mm-hmm. well. So yeah, we've been trying to remedy that. He's been doing uh, speed and agility school and and learning how to uh, strength train and and do drills and run properly. So um, you know, we're, he we're totally to loves it because it's making his biceps bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get to catch him flexing in the mirror. It's pretty funny. It's awesome. It's great to see. It's, uh, <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, so, um, mine are still bigger. The poor kid. (laughs) (laughs) Mine are not big. (laughs) Uh, um, well, I mean, poor, poor child. uh, (laughs) It's, you know, like you said, it is, it's tough, uh, for our kids, uh, to not compare, uh, to what their parents have done. And Mm -hmm. I, I think that's, you know, for any, any child that's in that situation, you need to, let them know, um, even if it's just you saying it to them, let them hear it coming from you that, um, you know, y- you are not me. Yeah. And, Whatever um, you do is amazing. Right. And, Keegan and, does not know my PRs yet. Right. And he doesn't know mine either. Till he breaks them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, it's, and we told Keegan, this, you, don't, you don't have to run if it's not what you want to do. If you wanted to play another sport, that's completely fine. Just because we did it doesn't mean you have to do it. And, and like, obviously, they feel an obligation because of, of who we are. But we try to stress that, that it's it's not. I think Keegan, too, feels an obligation to the team because mm-hmm. he does help the team so much. Um, you know, he mentioned on a couple occasions about doing lacrosse, but he didn't want to let the team down. Um, and I didn't know how to parent that correctly. Right. Don't know if we did or not, but. Um, All right. Well, it's hard when you have two sports and two obligations, um, you know, having lacrosse and, and track. We certainly, yeah, we decided not to do both. Right. Um, both of us tried and failed at one point in our lives trying to do two things at once. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so Keegan immediately was like, no, I'll do cross country. I'll do cross country. And, uh, I don't know. I think it was a little bit too much for him in seventh grade. He took it too seriously right. and we let him. Well, yeah, and his situation was difficult because he was the number one runner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, because as we discussed in sixth grade, Keegan had Rocky in front of him. Mm-hmm. And, and Rocky was, a, you know, and still is a, a, a fantastic runner. Um, so Keegan had somebody to train with and, and you know, and race against and lose mm-hmm. to. <laughs> um, yeah. But in seventh grade, um, he didn't, you know, he at his school, he didn't have that challenge. It wasn't until Foot Locker that he really had a challenge. Which is why we continued on to Foot Locker right. so he could have someone to race against. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and and it should be said too that we step aside in in cross country. We don't train him in cross country. Like we allow mm-hmm. the, the school coaches to to do that, and they've asked us, you know, do you want to 
you know, control Keegan's training and, and we've stepped away and said, no, you know, we want Keegan to be able to enjoy the team atmosphere, enjoy what everybody else is doing. Yeah. You know, and so, and if, if Keegan came to us, I don't know that that might be a conversation, but he's never come to us and asked for that. Um, yeah, now I, I coach the track team. And so, you know, I, I coach Keegan in, in track and obviously this past track season. Cause they didn't have it. a coach. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but you know, going forward, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's hard to find your place. Um, you know, when, when you've gone through what we have gone through and had the experiences and especially me, myself being a coach, uh, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to step away. Now, Keegan, you know, on, on in cross country, day, I think it was easy because Keegan, you know, liked the coach. Yeah, and so we yeah. backed off. No, no, totally. Yeah. And, and Keegan still comes to me, uh, race day and, you know, we discuss race strategy and, mm-hmm. and talking about that. And a lot of the kids do, you know, they, they ask me like, what should I do? And, um, you know, and so, and I, I like, that's fine by me and to, you know, kind of discuss race strategy and, and talk about post race. Well, what, you know, what went right, what went wrong, what can you change? What can you practice to make it better? Um, you know, those are all things that every runner should do is, is the assessment. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's fun to be a parent in that case, rather than yeah. be a coach, you yeah. know, where we get to run around the course and, and cheer for them. Um, and just be parents rather than, you know, putting on coaching hats and, and, and chasing them around and, and yelling at the rest of the team. We don't have to worry about the rest of the team. We can just worry about Keegan. And, mm-hmm. uh, well, obviously we worry about the other kids too, because they're, Keegan's grown up with most of them. So, um, yeah, yeah. so it's, it's kind of fun in that regard, but <laughs> yeah, I'm a complete lunatic cheering for him. <laughs> completely yeah. beside myself i cannot take pictures <laughs> or focus i think we both figure get out more nervous pro- than keegan how to do- <laughs> <laughs> i try to i try to get nervous for him so he doesn't have to he still gets nervous enough he's got you know he's yeah. got our, our pre-race anxiety um that was that was me all throughout middle school and high school well college too i still got nervous in college but excited excited it's excited sure it's not nervous it's excited <laughs> Just keep telling yourself that it works. Uh, well, I don't get nervous anymore. <laughs> I mean, what am I getting nervous for? <laughs> Going to run for 24 hours. <laughs> Have fun. But no, it's, it, it is, it's totally different now. Uh, but, you know, and I think uh, a lot of times too, it's, you know, we don't want to uh, be those parents that are, are trying to accomplish something vicariously through um, our kids. No, no, no. Um, you know, we want them to have their own lives and do exactly what they want to do. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's tough too, to, you know, step away from it sometimes. Um, you know, and, and, um, and, uh, and not, um, push, I guess, <laughs> you know, especially if they want to. Right. Yeah. Really. But, I think that's the hardest part. Yeah. But, um, you know, holding the kids back, not necessarily, in speed but holding him back in distance makes him hungry for more later and makes him a better runner in the long run um uh so kathy o'brien for example who i used to run with in high school she had a um nagging back injury from early on from poor development because she actually was 18 when she did the olympic marathon (laughs) (laughs) and you know she could do it so she did do it and she was unbelievably amazing at it but um she had some poor low back development because of that Mm -hmm. um so she too actually encouraged us to do less (laughs) uh through high school and wait to do the marathon after college well, in college, uh, the Pons twins had come in from a, um, a high mileage background. 
So they were they were a good fit in their freshman year, whereas myself, I came from a low mileage background. Um, and, you know, Geiger always told me I wasn't a miler, um, but for some reason I always raced a mile. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know how that works. But um, the, um, you know, the point being is that, like, it took me a while to um, become accustomed to that higher mileage. Um, and even post-collegiately, when I started training marathon, like, I couldn't do more than two marathons in a year. Mm-hmm. For a long time, and you know, my body finally kind of build up the endurance and the stamina. Where, you know, now I could, you know, I could probably do a marathon each weekend and not race it like I did, but I mean, like I could, I could definitely cover the distance in training a lot more easy. Uh, and racing, I, you know, I would, I would say I'd, I'd still be respective if I was racing the marathon as to how many I would do. Um, and that's been a, a tough thing with the ultras too, because uh, you know, as I talk about with my own athletes, we have that fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and missing out on a race, like, is that race going to happen again next year? Especially right now with the <laughs> pandemic, you know, it's like, you know, everybody wants to get in. Whereas like, you know, we need to be smart about like how much are we putting into a year? Um, you know, before the body fatigues and yeah. you just start feeling tired. Well, and what your goals are too, are your goals to just do all these really cool races and not do well, or is your goal to try and do really well? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, next year I've, I've kind of, I've really, pared back what I'm doing. Um, I've got one race before Coca Dona 250. Uh, it's a hundred K and, um, and then we'll see, you know, hopefully, uh, well, fingers crossed for hard rock. <laughs> I mean, that would be a heck of a year, but, um, <laughs> but if I do get into hard rock off the wait list, uh, it'll probably be, uh, <laughs> the end of my year. <laughs> yeah. It'll be the, uh, an early end of my year. Mm, um, but, uh, I will be smiling if I get to kiss the rock. Um, so, um, it's uh well, well deserved see. yes um but you know all, that all to say is that no matter what the age uh we have to be um you know, pragmatic we have to be smart about how um how we are programming uh racing how much racing we're doing uh, as we talked about you know earlier with with footlockers we felt like we pushed keegan for too long for too hard too hard for too long um and you know it's it's we have to remember their age um and, and their development and and what we want for them in the future not what we just want for them for that season um so that's that's a hard thing especially you know um it's it's, especially, it's yeah especially seeing, when you know, they want to yeah and seeing the big picture you know that's that's the big thing we have to see the big picture and and that can that can be hard to remind ourselves mm-hmm. um but um any last words of advice uh not that i haven't stated already i don't think <laughs> okay well um I want to thank you again for, for taking your time out of your busy vacation. You are welcome. It's <laughs> <laughs> suffering through uh, this this hour. I've told my husband many times I do not like public speaking. I dropped out of that class twice in college. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did great. I appreciate it. I love you. and uh, But I love you too. <laughs> um, we are uh, we're going to enjoy the rest of our vacation here, and uh, we'll, be, we'll be back down in North Carolina this weekend. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, you can always reach out to me running pains at gmail.com. Um, I appreciate you guys that have, uh, picked me up on Strava and, uh, started following me on Strava. Always ask me questions there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to start getting back to my aerobic base now. Um, and just kind of start working my way through training again. Um, and, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that. Um, Facebook, uh, MR running pains coaching is my Facebook page. Um, always reach me through there. Um, I'm on Instagram at MR running pains and, uh, YouTube channel, 
Aaron Saft. I'm going to be posting two new videos this week. Um, Keegan and I are working on a stretching uh, routine, just a real simple stretching routine to be done after your run, uh, and uh, um, some um, plyometric hill drills that can uh, that can make you stronger and hopefully reduce injury that I've learned through the uh, Lydia training. So I'll be posting those this week. Um, anything else, um, you know, visit my website. Uh, if you want to reach out to me about coaching, um, information's on my website. I also have my, uh, sign up for my newsletter. Uh, all the old podcasts are archived there as well as all my old newsletters. Uh, you can sign up for the newsletter on the website, mrrunningpains.com. So until next time, thank you again, guys, and appreciate your time. Don't forget to subscribe to the web, to the uh, podcast and, uh, leave a review if you would. All right, guys, take care.